I'm excited about what he's about to do in this place. If you didn't come in with anticipation for that, you can get it real quick before we get started, all right? Uh, be in prayer as we get ready to start the service. Pray that God will have his way in this place and that lives will be changed, lives will be touched, and hearts will come to him before they leave this place. Amen? Yeah. That's why we're here. We're not here just to be entertained. We are here to encounter the Lord and give him our very best in our worship and our praise. So let's bow our heads. Let's turn that music up a little bit as I pray us in, and let's have a great time together in the Lord. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. God, I want to see hearts set on fire for you. And Father, I want to see people changed. I want to see lives changed in this place, God. Lord, I, we want to see revival break out in Orchardville yeah. Church. And Father, right now as we're praying and we're seeking you as a body, Father, we pray that your presence invades this place and does things that we can't even explain. Father, lives restored, marriages restored. God, that you would just move in our midst and do the impossible, Father. Everything is possible through you. Father, those miracles, the healings, whatever needs to take place, Father, we give that to you. And we just love you and we praise you today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let me start with some scripture. Psalm 27, verse 4. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in His temple. How awesome. Down in verse 7, it says, Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. And listen to this. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Lord, I am coming. Lord, I am coming. Let's worship today. Let's worship Him.
playing softly. You guys will just lift your hands and just focus on him right now. Rest on us, God. Rest on us. Bring peace. Bring comfort. Bring joy to those that are in sorrow right now. Rest on us. Fill this place with your presence. Work right now, Holy Spirit. Work right now. And hearts that are hurting, lives that are torn apart right now, rest on us. Rest on us. We praise you. We worship you. We lift the name of Jesus high in this place this morning. God, everything we need in this life is found in you. And Lord, we praise you. We magnify your name. We want you to be the center of everything that we're doing, Lord. Without you, we can accomplish nothing. So Father, rest on us in this place and do the work that only you can do. We praise you and we thank you, Father, for everything that you do in us and through us and for us, God. We worship your holy name. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Whoever you're next to right now, just put your hand on, your, on their shoulder and just pray for them right now that the Holy Spirit would just do a work in their life. You don't have to know who it is, what it is, but if they're okay with you putting a hand on their shoulder, just pray over them that the Holy Spirit would just start to work in their lives right now with whatever they're facing, whatever they're dealing with. Pray, 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 pray. Encourage each other in the Lord right now this morning. Father, we praise you and we thank you right now, Lord God. We worship you right now. Lift your voices. It's okay to pray out loud. Lift your voices to him. As you pray over that person next to you, pour into them. Let's encourage each other this morning in the Lord. Praise your name, Lord Jesus, and worship you right now, Father. Lord, everyone on this platform, on this praise team right now, Father, I just pray a blessing over their lives, Father. I thank you for their ministry. I thank you for them singing, them leading, Father, them playing instruments to glorify you, Father. I just praise you and I thank you for it and ask that you just pour your spirit out over them, Father, and in their lives right now, God. Whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're struggling with, God, let them feel your presence and know that you are walking right beside them in the midst of all of it, God. Lord, we just thank you and we praise you this morning. We lift you up for you are a great God who does great things. And Father, we want to focus on you. We want to lift up your name, God. And we want to advance the kingdom of God. Praise you and we thank you. And the church said, Amen, amen. Go around to two or three people and say, Good morning. It's great to see you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. The Lord is good. Thank you, Carlin, and the praise team for that wonderful anointed worship this morning. 
Again, good to be back in the house of the Lord. I feel like I've been gone a month, but I know it's just been a week. Uh, we had a, a good time on vacation. My wife's giving me the stink eye already this morning. Listen, we were in the car yesterday for between 17 and 18 hours on our way back. And you know what? For the most part, there were zero arguments on the way home. Just, we just couldn't believe how pe- some people drive. And uh, my wife put the whole vacation thing together. I just said, just tell me where we're going. I'll get us there. Okay? And that's, that's all I asked, right? I did too. <laughs> Food was good. Uh, <laughs> ate, I ate well, and uh, it, was, it was a good time. Thank you for allowing us to get away for some... I know it was only two weeks into being the pastor, and <laughs> Rick's gone already. But uh, we've been here, you know, trying out for six months, so... Thank you for allowing us to do that, to have some rest and relaxation on vacation. But I find that funny to say because a lot of times you don't get a lot of rest and relaxation on vacation because you're going, going, going. But we did have a good time as a family. Her sister and uh, her son went with us. So, yeah, it was a good time. People do drive kind of crazy in Atlanta and Nashville. Uh, I just thank God that we were safe because we saw four or five accidents on the way back. So, Thanking God for that. Thanking God for McKenna Kelly and her OC Kids team from last Sunday. I was listening. I was not watching it while I was driving on the way down there. Sarah had it on, and we were listening and just blessed by the service and everything that's going on in our OC Kids uh, ministry back there. And, uh, you know, we beg and we plead sometimes for this, but we still need them. We need some people to help and volunteer back in OC Kids. I think she had a few this morning. Uh, that had, um, for whatever reason, had to cancel. So she had some places to fill this morning. So I'm not sure if she got them filled, but we need more volunteers back with our kids. If you can help once a month, once every couple months, that would be fantastic. Just let her know or come talk to me, and I'll put the form in your hand. If you don't want to talk to me, it's on the information wall out there. You can pick one of those up and turn them in. We also need some more security volunteers to protect this place. So if you can help us out on security and you like going around and being tough and stuff like that, it's for you. So, or looking tough anyway. Um, But we need some more people on security to help out and anywhere in the church. If you're not serving in the church right now, do it. We're all in this together. We've all been given a gift, at least one gift from the Holy Spirit from God to be using to minister to others. So, Jump in, be on board with us. Does every church have 100% volunteers? No, but I would love to see it. Let's just, let me throw something out there. If we could get 90%, Justine, you have a way to track this? 90% of the people volunteering in our church. I'll do some kind of cartwheel flip thing up here on the stage. 90%. And then you can pray over me afterwards for my own stupidity. All right. Uh, also, want to continue to remember Archie Butcher. Linda messaged me this morning and thanked everyone for the prayers. He is doing well after his surgery. And she said the prayers were felt and welcome. So keep him coming as he recovers. We appreciate that. Amen? Amen. Mission team, we have a group of six men that took off for Windsor, North Carolina this morning at 4 a.m. They're going out there to help with uh, rebuilding some homes that were damaged by a tornado last year. Uh, Troy Kirby's leading that little mission trip out there, so remember them in prayer as they travel for 14, 15 hours in the vehicle together today to get out there, but we thank them for their hearts, and we thank them for being some people right now that are reaching outside of the church to help others. We appreciate that. This morning, I'm going to be preaching a message called, You Can't Stop Me. 
You're like, Rick, chill out. No, I don't want to. I have a new energy and excitement. I'm not sure if it was my coffee or what it is, but you can't stop me. Now, I'm going to play a little clip here, and I was going to, well, I can't talk about it. She'll get mad at me. Let me just read the lyrics to this, because when this starts, some of you are going to be like, this is the devil's music. And it's not, okay? (laughs) But I was going to have some help on stage with me, but that's not going to happen now. She got too shy. But here's the lyrics that it's going to play that you're going to hear, but you're going to hear it in a different way that you're not used to hearing it, okay? The lyrics say, they try to shut us down, and it ain't going to slide. Now, for you that don't, you don't know what that means, it ain't going to slide, it ain't going to happen, all right? They, they try to shut Christianity down, but it's not going to happen, okay? Does that make sense? Only thing I fear is God, and he's on my side, okay? That's the confidence of God because he's got me. That's why I really feel like you can't stop me. <laughs> and it goes on to say, That's all you got. Come on with it. That's all you got. You can't stop me. You don't got the power. Can't shut me down. Stop. That's not an option on my biggest problem. You don't got the power. Can't shut me down. That's not an option. You can't stop me. And this morning I'm going to preach on that, that no matter what the enemy tries to throw against us, no matter what the world tries to say about us, they can't stop us. So are you sure that you do not want to come up here and help me? daughter. <laughs> All right. I called her out now. I'm just, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to let you guys hear it. Cause I gave you the words. So let's just, uh, listen to this before we get started this morning. Go ahead. And you can crank it out. Oh, goodness. They try to shut us down and it ain't gonna slide. Only thing I fear is God and he on my side. That's the confidence I got cause he got me. Everybody. That's why I really feel like you can't stop me. I already feel like the deacon's phone numbers are getting dialed right now. (laughs) What is he doing? But the message is still the same in that song, even though you may not have cared for the music. Uh, Things cannot stop us. If we've got God on our side, you can't stop me. You can't stop me, and I'm not going to stop serving him and living for him. Brylan was going to wrap that along up here with me, but uh, maybe next time. All right, we're going to be in Acts chapter 8. You can't stop me. I thought everybody would get hype on that, be jumping around out there. Didn't go over as well as I thought it would. (laughs) Acts chapter 8, a little bit of context from here. Acts was written by Luke, and Luke's recording the acts of Jesus carried out by the early church. Only a few short years after Jesus had died, rose to life, and ascended into heaven. And the early church has grown... After being filled with the Holy Spirit, despite the persecution, they kept growing. They're seeing miracles, and many people are coming to Jesus. So we will jump in right here at Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8. Are you there? 
Saul was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Some of us would have quit right then. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims. And many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was great joy in that city. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you again for your presence that we felt in this place, God. And Father, I just pray right now that you speak through me. Fill me up as a vessel. Let's bring glory to you, Father. I just thank you for what you're about to do in this place. And let us all know as we walk out of here that nothing the enemy throws against us, nothing the world brings against us, nothing can stop us from doing what you called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Persecution has scattered the believers. It pushed the Christians beyond Jerusalem and into Judea and Samaria, thus fulfilling the second part of Jesus' command in Acts 1.8. And we'll jump over there in just a little bit. But the persecution here actually helped spread the good news of Jesus. Now, when we get persecution in our lives, we don't always think like that. Like, this is going to be a good thing because God's got something planned. Whatever I'm going through right now, God's got something planned. It spread the gospel of Jesus, and it brought great results through believers' suffering. Um, Pushed out of Jerusalem, along with them goes this good news of Jesus, all right? Everyone can receive the gift of salvation. That's what they were preaching. That's what they were telling everyone. And sometimes in life, God will move us out of our comfort zones. Well, he'll want to. Some of us got some stick them on our seats and we don't want to go anywhere. But God will want to move you out of your comfort zone and you need to move when he tells you to move. He'll close doors that need to be closed and he'll open doors that need to be opened to fulfill his plan for all people. We have to listen. We have to be obedient. When you're tempted to complain about uncomfortable or painful circumstances, hello, who does that? I think that's going to be one of my catch lines. Hello. Who does that? You, when we get in a situation or we get in a difficult thing, we start complaining. Raise your hand. I'll point you out. Okay? We complain. Oh, no. Not again. This is bad. Why do I have to go through this? But maybe if we'll stop and consider, God, are you preparing me for a special task in this? I know I'm laid up in the hospital right now, but is there somebody in here that I need to minister to? Is that why I'm, I mean, you have a plan for this? If we'll start asking ourselves those things in the middle of our battles and our trials, then we'll be obedient to listening to his voice and maybe fulfilling a plan that he has in the midst of what we're going through. In this passage, we see this, this combination of hardship and, and the power of the Holy Spirit working in the same person in the same situation. I'm in a hardship, but I've also got the Holy Spirit on my side. Bringing those together 
I can still do what God wants me to do. The believers began filling the city in large amounts due to this persecution they were facing because of their testimony and belief in Jesus. And but what, all these enemies of the faith, what they didn't realize was that they were actually making this a catalyst for spreading the good news of Jesus. I'm going to scatter you guys. Get out of here. Thank you. We can spread it even farther now. They didn't realize that's, how, that's what they were doing as they scattered them. And this, this message of salvation goes and spreads and it's farther and farther. Now, here's what we can do this morning. Let me pick a few people. I like doing this. Anthony, come here. He said, okay. <laughs> Dalton, Nate. Scott, you want to come help me? All right. Here's what it would look like, all right? We have our little Jesus club here. These guys right here, we're all great disciples of Christ. We're just sharing the good news with people right in here. But you know what? This has got to stop. You guys quit doing this. You know what? I'm going to move you. I'm going to move you around. Nate, you go over there. Anthony, you go back in there. Scott, you go over there somewhere. I want you to go over there by Dale Biggerstaff over there. You guys can't do this anymore. Got to break up your little group. Stop doing what you're doing. Now, once we get to where we're getting and we've been scattered, now, instead of the four or five people that Nate was talking to, uh-oh, he's got a whole section now that he can worship, that he, not worship, <laughs> that he can tell about Jesus. Okay? He doesn't worship you guys. He can tell about Jesus now. I've just scattered him, put him somewhere else. Now he has an opportunity to not just share with four people. He's got a whole section over there to tell about the goodness of the Lord. Anthony's been moved. He's been displaced out of his comfort zone. Man, I miss my guys, but God gave me another opportunity to share. He's got this section now to tell about Jesus. It doesn't matter that I got persecuted and I got shoved away. I got an opportunity to share here. And Scott's over there in the back. I can, I can share with all these people around me now and tell them about the goodness of the Lord. And Dalton's over here by Dale Biggerstaff. And he can just share about the Lord in those sections over there. It doesn't matter that our little thing got broke up here and we got persecuted. We got made fun of. We got pushed to other areas out of our comfort zone. I can still serve the Lord and minister the gospel right where he puts me. Amen. Thank you, guys. Did you minister while you were over there, Dalton? <laughs> the scatter didn't matter. <laughs> There's your little one-liner for today. The scatter didn't matter. It didn't matter that they got persecuted and scattered and pushed out. They took what they had in here and ministered out there. It's a lot easier just to minister in here. Let me just pray with people that are of like faith and in here in the church building with me. No, there may come a day when we get pushed out of here and we have to meet secretly and still do what God's called us to do. It's coming. It's already here overseas. Can you imagine having to sneak around to have church and knowing if you get caught, you could be killed? Most of the people in here would not sign up for that. My job is to encourage you to walk in that boldness and say, no matter what, I will preach the gospel of Jesus. You can kill me if you want to. You're just going to send me to heaven faster. <laughs> Not going to stop. When Philip performed miracles in the power of the Spirit, casting out evil spirits and healing many, the people listened to Philip's words about Jesus who empowered him to minister in this amazing way. So he gets, Philip gets a little persecution and a touch from the Holy Spirit and that's the perfect formula for him. Thank you. 
Thank you for persecuting me. Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you left me to empower me. Now let's see what you're going to do in the next town that I go to. And he goes and he does it. Acts 1.8, we talked about this earlier, when he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Again, Philip shows us what one ordinary person with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, with the authority of Jesus' words can do to change the world around you and transform lives. What if the Holy Spirit intends to use, intends to use you the same way today? That he puts his burning fire in you to go out and share the gospel. We're supposed to already be doing that. But a lot of us, myself included, need to let the Holy Spirit that's already in us as believers burn stronger than it's burning right now. We are not walking in the authority and the power and the boldness that God has placed within us as a church, or as individuals. I'm sure there's some of you that are. I fall short. I know I can do better. I want to do better. I want to say, you can't stop me. Whatever you try to trip me up with, you can't stop me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing for the Lord. I want to encourage you guys this morning that God rules over the sufferings of the church. Who is the church? Us. All of us. We are the church, and God rules over our sufferings, over the things we go through. God rules over that. And he causes them, causes us to spread spiritual power and the joy of faith to a lost world despite what we go through. That we can still have joy, and we can still spread the message of Jesus. I think sometimes when a, when a church has setbacks, again, not just church corporate, but church as people, when we have setbacks, we start judging things too quickly. Oh, we've been through so much. Or, oh, I've gone through so much. But we need to see things with a godly perspective instead of what's going on in here in my own mind, in our own church body, that God still has a plan. If we're willing to be obedient to that plan, that God can still work everything that he wants to work in the church and in your life personally. And we'll see setbacks as a, as a positioning for greater advance of his kingdom. You know, every setback is just another comeback for somebody. And, it, and it's hard to see that in the middle of it, but I truly believe that. Even, even in the most difficult times, if I've looked back on my life on, on things I've struggled with, things I've went through, things our family has went through, God has always advanced us spiritually in the middle of it. You may not see it right in the moment, but you can look back and say, God was faithful. He was faithful despite what I was going through. This passage also, it, it points out some dangers in the church and individuals of, of comfort and complacency. Now, I'm going to pre preach a little tough right here, okay? If we sit in a state of comfort and complacency as a church, it causes us uh, big inertia in the church. And inertia is the tendency of something that is standing still to stay standing still. Now, if that infects the church, that is not a good thing. 
We were not meant to stand still and just sit there and do nothing. That's not what God wants us to do. A tendency to do nothing and remain unchanged, inertia in the church. In inertia, though, things stay the same unless acted upon by an outside force. Am I right? Anybody? You guys with me on this? The disciples didn't start advancing the church and the kingdom of God until what came into them? The outside force of the Holy Spirit coming in made them move, made them do something, made them have boldness and courage to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit. You receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You're going to receive what? Oh, yeah, that was powerful. You're going to receive what? Power. Turn to your neighbor, shout power. power. We're almost getting there. You will receive power. And that's part of the reason nothing can stop you. Power of the Holy Spirit inside you. We just talked about this in Sunday school with Modified Youth this morning. That we have a power inside of us that we can tap into. We just don't utilize it enough. Or, I've been listening to Andrew Womack a lot lately, and he really breaks down scripture. Everything that we need to operate in has already been paid for, and God's already done it all. All of it. He paid, Jesus paid for it on the cross, left us the Holy Spirit. So everything that we need to accomplish what God needs us to accomplish, to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick, to see miracles, is already inside of here. It's inside of you. We have to tap into it. We have to transform our minds to actually believe that we can operate in that power instead of walking around like we're weaklings. Oh, I hope this happens. We don't have to beg God for healing because it's already been paid for. We cannot stay in a state of standing still as individuals or as a church. We can't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. We can't stand still. The only way we're going to see God's kingdom grow in Orchardville Church is to do. Not sit by and hope they come. I hope people show up today. I hope we see some people changed by the power of Jesus. Well, I hope we're a part of it outside of here, getting them to come in here because we have that power and authority and that love inside of us to share with people. You can't stop me. Nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. We need to allow the motion of the Holy Spirit inside of us to move us into action. How many of you felt the Holy Spirit in you before? To do something, to move, and you sat or you stood. <laughs> okay? Move. Move when he tells you to move. Do when he tells you to do. Say when he tells you to say. And shut up when he tells you to shut up. He does that too. But we have to be sensitive every single day to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, where he's leading us, and then move. Little things stop us right now. Oh, I was late for work today, so my whole day's ruined. 
You don't know what God had planned for the rest of the day just because a few minutes went bad for you. Move. We have to get it in our heads that you can't stop me. Who am I talking to? The devil. The enemy. You can't stop me. You've already lost. You can't stop me, devil. You can't stop me, persecution. How many of you have had to face some persecution so far in your life? Okay, not a whole lot of hands. And usually for us right now, it's what? You get made fun of. Uh, you get ignored. Anybody facing anything else? No? Uh, even just the little things like it, like stop talking to me like that or stop sharing Jesus with me or you're an idiot because you love Jesus and he's never going to do anything in my life. Stuff like that is minor, but it makes some of us quit sharing. I've told our youth this also, when somebody rejects the gospel, don't take it personal. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the message of Jesus. So keep moving on to the next one. Don't quit. Keep going. Keep doing what we're called to do. We have to get it in our head also that you can't stop me, fellow believer, who has become complacent and comfortable. I'm sorry. I don't want to be that way. We are followers of Jesus, so get up or I'm going without you. You can get discouraged right here in the church house because we become complacent and comfortable with things. But we are not to be that way. We are not to be that way. We should have a burden for the lost. Verse 8. You know, persecution, it shows us here, can bring joy. Verse 8 finishes with, There was great joy in the city despite them being persecuted, thrown in jail, pushed out of their comfort zone. There was still great joy. Great joy. And persecution brought expansion. Even when standing up for Jesus brings you difficult circumstances, he can still use it as part of his plan to advance the gospel of Jesus. You don't believe me? Right where we started. Let's go back a little bit. Acts chapter 7, verses 54 through 60. It's where Stephen takes a stand. He had just got done telling him, you know, how long are you going to quench the Holy Spirit? How long are you going to go against God's laws? How long are you going to do this? And then he goes into this right here in verse 54, it starts. The Jewish leaders were infuriated by Stephen's accusation, and they shook their fist at him in rage. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, woo! when you're full of the Holy Spirit and you're letting him operate in your life like he wants to, you don't really care what people say to you. He gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God. And he saw Jesus standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. You know what that tells me? Everything's going to be all right. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and I see the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. Then they put their hands over their ears and began shouting. They rushed at him and dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Everything's going to be all right. His accusers took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named Saul. As they stoned him, 
Look at this. Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he died. That's what set off the persecution and the scattering of the believers. That right there was still used for good to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. They wouldn't tolerate what he was saying, so they persecuted him. They drag him out and they kill him. And even if people do not kill us for witnessing about Christ, they may let us know that they don't want to hear our message and try to silence us. And I'm telling you, you know, I hit on this earlier, our government could come in here one day and tell, me to, tell us to stop preaching what we're preaching because it's hate speech and shut, try to shut us down. And I'm going to declare right now, as the pastor for as long as I am, if that ever happens, they can handcuff me and duct tape my mouth closed because I'm going to still shout about Jesus on the way out. And I expect every single one in here to do the same thing. You are not going to take him away from me. I'm not going to stop speaking about him and, and what he says in his word because you don't like it or you don't agree with it, Mr. Government. I'm going to keep preaching what he's called me to do because his kingdom is above everything else. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. And while we're on this earth, we need to do our best to make him known and that know that nothing can stop us. Keep honoring God in our conduct and in our words and do not back down. I'm not saying scream at people, Jesus, 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 you got to get saved or you're going to hell. I'm saying do what you're called to do. Make disciples, love on people, even the people you don't get along with. Love on them. Love on them. We cannot stay still. Tap into the power that's inside of you. What has the, the Holy Spirit, as I'm wrapping up here, what's the Holy Spirit helped you do or led you to receive? Anybody? What's the Holy Spirit helped you do? What have you seen in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit? Somebody? Healing. I was sick, but the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me and what Jesus did on the cross for me healed me. What else? Gave me peace. My life was in turmoil or I was in a situation where everything was just chaos. And he gave me peace. Anybody experienced that before? It's overwhelming. Power to witness. Amen. I didn't hear too many of those. <laughs> Even myself, we got to do better. What else has the Holy Spirit helped you do? Are you seen happen in your life? Delivered from drug addiction. The enemy thought he had me and was going to kill me off, but Jesus said, I've got you. Let me pull you up out of that and place you over here on some solid ground. Amen. Anybody else? Become a mother again. Amen. My life was messed up. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I didn't have a grasp of what God wanted me to do. But now I can mother my child like he wants me to. Praise God. Unconditional love for others is such a tough one. But we are to follow who? Jesus. He is our example and he loved everyone. No matter what. 
Stephen was killed for his beliefs that led to a surge in new believers. More persecution came because of Stephen, but God used it to spread the gospel. The persecution spread the seed of the gospel, and that brought about a big harvest. When you're going through something, when you're dealing with something, you're struggling, and you're, you're just in one of those moments in life where it's hard, let the power of the Holy Spirit transform you from the inside out. Let him birth, burst forth and, and, and take root on new ground in your life. There's so many times where I can look back and, 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 and tell myself and tell the devil, you thought you had a victory, but Jesus already won it all. You thought you were going to destroy me with depression and anxiety and, and suicidal thoughts, but God had other plans for me. And once I realized that in my heart and in my mind and for my life, I've been walking differently. You would have never guessed that I was a kid that was shy, quiet, mopey, down at one time. That ain't me anymore. Because and I owe it all to God. It's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. Even on the days where I don't feel like being joyful, I can just tap into it. In spite of this, I'm still going to be joyful because the Holy Spirit, God's greater than anything this world tries to destroy me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You can't stop me, enemy. You can't stop me. We all need to say that this morning. Let's do it. You right? You want to? Loud. You can't stop me. You guys echo after me. Come on now. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> that was 17 of you. Echo after me. You can't stop me. All right, stand to your feet this morning. Praise team will come up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. I thank you for who you are. Lord, get it, get it down in us this morning that your Holy Spirit overcomes everything inside of us, Father. That you are all-powerful. You are all-knowing. And God, if we would just tap into this for the boldness and courage that we need, we can shout it with confidence. You can't stop me. And Father, right now there may be some people in here that are up against it, that are in a season of life where it is difficult, it is hard. And God, they need to know this morning that you're in control. That everything they need as a believer is already inside of them. So, Father, this morning as, as we worship together and we pray, I pray your Holy Spirit just starts to stir something in each person in here. God, even the ones that don't even want to be here, stir it up in them, God. Call them to you right now, Father. Lord, if there's anybody in here that doesn't know you this morning, Father, I pray they come to this altar and experience and encounter the love that you have for them. No one is too bad off. No one is too far gone for your love not to reach, God. We are full. This church is full of people that were on the other side of your love, and now they experience that love, God, and they know 
that I cannot do life without you. We cannot do life as a church without your Holy Spirit being present and available for us to tap into. So God, right now, I open up these altars for healing, for miracles, for salvations, for rededications, for a boldness, God. We all need a boldness and a courage like we've never experienced before to say, no matter what the enemy tries to bring against me, no matter what comes up in my life, I will look at it as a moment to say, you can't stop me. So Father, right now, work on hearts. Help them step out and respond. Whether they just need that boldness and courage to go out and do what you've called them to do. Or Father, they need healing and miracles, salvation. Call them to you right now, Father. Let them take that step in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship and pray together. When darkness tries to roll over my bones. And when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own. And when brokenness and pain is all I know. I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. And I am not a captive to the light And I'm not afraid to leave my past behind And I won't be shaken I won't be shaken Cause my fear doesn't stand a chance when I Stand a chance when I stand in your love, my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your
doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing your love. I'm standing in your
Father, we'll stand. We will stand. And we will know that nothing can stop us. Father, let us walk in that boldness and courage. Father, challenge us. Put people in our path that we can share your love with. And Lord, as you do that, help us to be obedient and recognize those situations this week and the weeks ahead. Father, if they don't know, how are they going to know unless it's through us? So, Father, we just praise you and we thank you. Thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your, your healing and the miracles that you still do, Father. And, Lord, help us to tap in to the power that's inside of us. Help us to transform our minds and to walk it out and believe and believe what your son did for us on the cross how he was raised from the grave and now sits at your right hand Father I praise you and I thank you for that challenge us Father let us be bold let us be courageous challenge us let us step out in faith and see you move in situations that we didn't think would would change we praise you and we thank you I thank you for this church I thank you for this group of people and God as we're coming together in unity I know you will bless that, God. And Lord, as we go out of this place in unity and boldness, God, it's urgent that we share. Family, friends, push aside fear and be controlled by your spirit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thank, thank you guys for being here today. Uh, church is important. Church is vital. Uh, it's an encouragement every single week that you're here. I thank the Lord for Miss Wendy rededicating her life to the Lord this morning. You know what she said up here? She said that I want people to know what Jesus has done in my life. That, you know, that he offers forgiveness. You know, a lot of people walk around thinking I'm too, and too ashamed of what they've done, thinking they're too bad off. If, if, if they would just hear from one of us, God forgave me of this. God forgave me of that. And he still loved me. And he loves me every single day when I mess up. People need to know that. And I thank her for sharing that and her rededicating her life to him. Uh, excited to have them with us. They've been with us for a few months now. And... They say every time they come in here, paraphrase a little bit, excited and encouraged by the Lord and what God's doing in their lives and their family. So it's a testament to God's goodness and that he's still working, he's still moving. Be courageous this week.